Hey, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up podcast. I love snow. Do you? I guess that might depend on whether or not you're hearing this in August or January, right? I mean, everybody loves snow in the summer, but I guess it also might depend on where you live. I'm sure people in northern Ontario might get tired of it, but southerners always consider snow a thrill. But seriously, there really is something almost magical about those tiny, perfectly formed, crystalline works of art falling from the sky. And snow does make everything beautiful, don't you think? From the flocked trees and branches to that smooth, cloud-like blanket snuggling the ground. An outdoor writer named Jean Hill once wrote, Snow is nature's makeup. And if you think about it, it really is. Snow makes the scarred, littered earth look as fresh and beautiful as the day it was first created. Years ago, I was flying from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Virginia Beach to meet with a record company about my songwriting. But the destination didn't really change my life as much as the airline connection did. The airline connection city, actually. Our layover was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where a series of lake-effect snowstorms had had a profound effect upon the landscape. I mean, as we touched down, I noticed that the snow on the ground beside the runway was like three feet deep. Now, having grown up in Kentucky, I'd never seen anything like this. I remember thinking, holy cannoli, there could be a garbage dump under there and nobody would even know it. That's when it hit me. Isaiah 118. It says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And that's what Jesus did for all of us who are born again. When I was a baby Christian, I got saved when I was 16. I didn't really understand all this. I knew my whole world had changed and that I loved Jesus. So in an honest attempt to please God and live a pure life, I went around trying to be perfect, never sinning, ever, as if that could happen. So I felt guilty all the time. I mean, what did I expect? I couldn't do it. None of us can do it. It's impossible. We're humans and kind of messed up. The Bible says we're fallen, and that's what it means. And because of that, we're essentially incapable of doing enough good works to make ourselves holy enough to be right with God. Now, there is a way to get right with God, but it's not through our own human efforts. Anyway, at that time, I attended a weekly youth group meeting called YAC, stood for Youth in Action for Christ. And there I met this grown-up couple. They were the group sponsors who somehow discerned my problem. Basically, they could see I was in torment and felt guilty all the time and asked me if I could come over to their house after the meeting to listen to a tape that might help me. Well, I was always down for more Jesus, so I went. And the old reel-to-reel tape they played me, remember reel-to-reel, contained a teaching from the book of Galatians explaining how we were no longer under the law of Moses, where you earned your salvation through the good deeds you did, but instead, now we received it by God's generosity, called grace. In fact, they said, you were made perfectly righteous in God's sight, By this grace, the very moment you gave your heart to Jesus. By the way, I'm talking about perfectly righteous, as if you'd never, ever sinned. By God's grace, you are made as pure as the driven snow, because that's what Jesus' death on the cross bought for us. You see, God knew we could never be perfect. So he provided another way, a better way, right standing with him through the blood of Christ. 1 Corinthians 5.21 puts it this way, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 
the righteousness of God. Think about that. That's pretty big stuff. In God's eyes, you are perfectly righteous, as righteous as Jesus himself is. <laughs> That's not blasphemy. That's just the Bible. Colossians 1.21 even says, You who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable in his sight. Blameless. Irreproachable. That's just, wow. We Christians really want to do right. We want to live holy lives because doing what God says is wisdom, and we were made for that. But living by the law is not the way we can accomplish that or get to heaven or receive prosperity or healing or any other blessing from God. Galatians tells us that we didn't receive the Holy Spirit or flow in the gifts of the Spirit or even receive miracles in our lives because of our good works. All that stuff is ours because we're joint heirs with Christ. Period. Now, this is basic stuff, but as I said, I didn't know it back then, and learning it changed my life. Galatians 1.6 says, We're accepted in the Beloved, who is Jesus Christ. We're accepted. We're already accepted, so we don't have to work to earn God's favor or His blessings. He already considers us fully worthy to receive them. Anyway, back to the Pittsburgh and three-foot snow thing. I wound up spending the remaining part of that flight scratching out lyrics for a new song that I was going to call Somewhere It's Snowing. But I didn't have any music for the song since I was on a plane and away from my guitar. So I used the melody to On Top of All Smokey as a kind of a crutch tune to provide the rhythm and meter I needed for the words. Back then, I was just beginning to write songs with my now co-writing partner, Stephanie Busada. But that was a new thing for us back then. At that point in time, her recording career was just on the rise and she needed a lot of material. And being friends, we soon discovered that since she was good with melodies and I was good with lyrics, we could work together and wind up with pretty good stuff. So when I got back from the trip, I called Steph and read her my Somewhere at Snowing lyrics. I was just excited. And she said, oh, wow, I can't wait for us to write this together. Well, I also wrote songs on my own and I especially liked this one. So I got a little possessive, and I said, nah, this one's different, personal. I think I need to write this one by myself. Over the next few days, I worked and worked on composing some kind of tune for these lyrics, but I couldn't come up with a thing. Well, I did come up with a few things, but most of them sounded suspiciously like On Top of Old Smokey. Plus... During that time, Steph kept calling and asking me if she could help finish the song, which made it difficult because I had to keep saying no to her. Well, the day finally came when I realized I was in over my head and just gave up. That day happened to be Steph's birthday. And if I remember right, at around 10 in the morning, it started to snow, just lightly at first. So anyway, I gave in, picked up my handwritten lyric sheet, and trudged over to her place. She and her husband, Wayne, lived close by within walking distance, and I knocked on her door. When she opened, I held a sheet out to her and said, Happy birthday, Steph. Here are the lyrics. Please write this tune. She smiled and said, Well, come on in. I'm not going to do it by myself. So we sat on the piano bench in front of her old SD baby grand piano, which stood in front of a big sliding glass door, and began discussing what the lyrics needed in the way of music. <laughs> 
Stephanie began banging out a few chords and notes, and oh man, it was beautiful, anointed. And meanwhile, the snow stepped up outside, and by this time it was coming down big time. I mean, in huge quarter-sized flakes. Have you ever seen snow like that? I think beautiful is too weak a word. And beautiful is too weak a word to describe the melody she wrote that day. You may know the song or you may not. It's been recorded by a lot of people and has gotten some pretty good airtime. But at any rate, that's how the song Somewhere It's Snowing was born. Not just from what is now a lifelong friendship or from a blizzard season up in Pittsburgh or a beautiful snowy day in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But most importantly, that song was born from the grace of a kind-hearted and merciful God who washes our scarlet sins as white as snow and makes us the righteousness of God in Christ. I once read in a poem When snow covers the earth That it hides the world's scars and gives nature new birth And they say when a man turns from sin to the Lord That forgiveness like snow covers him evermore And somewhere it's snowing See the soft drifting down As the snowflakes surrender to the hardening ground Like the good grace of Jesus That now covers your sin In the kingdom of heaven It's snowing again their hearts and rejoice when one traveler turns homeward from his way to the Lord's if somewhere someone's turning he's given his all then God's grace like the snow is beginning to fall and somewhere it's snowing see the soft drifting down as the snowflakes surrender to the hardening ground like the good grace of Jesus that now covers your sin in the kingdom of heaven it's snowing again David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. If you'd like to help, just text GIVE to 513-296-8810 and enter the amount you'd like to sow. That's it. And thanks so much for helping us help others.
David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. If you'd like to help, just text GIVE to 513-296-8810 and enter the amount you'd like to sow. That's it. And thanks so much for helping us help others.